Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, to the spookiest month of the year, where so you think you can fan and is about to kick it off by talking about all the spookiest things, the things that go bump in the woods and you see outside your door and maybe see in your house events, and maybe, if you're very, very unlucky, you go to a convention with them. Hello, we're going to talk about cryptids today, namely all the call big it stuff. By our preferred episode title. Yes, our preferred yeah. episode title. Wow, so you wake up in the morning wow. feeling like P. Diddy, P. Diddy and you hear your dog barking up a storm only to find a strange, unexplained creature jerking off in front of your car. And now you live with the possibility that your car has been in a long relationship with something you considered a myth. Yeah, and I wanted you to the intro and me. So I tricked you. Wow. Welcome yeah. to the podcast. Yep. Uh, all right. So, um, Matt, you really wanted to do this this uh, episode. I'll, I'll wait a little bit. To talk about my stuff, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about stuff in general. Let's Has anybody with... had any experience? Uh, yeah, uh huh. Uh, no. What were you gonna ask? No, no. You speak. I was, I was gonna ask. Has anybody ever before. had any experience with cryptids? Oh, yes. uh, one time. Any point. One time when I was uh, like ten or eleven, when Slender came out, I had a nightmare that Slender Man was standing outside my window under the the light, just staring at me, and I couldn't sleep for like four days. Oh, poor wow. man. Ouch. Kai, what's your? I had a lot of nightmares about Slenderman too. Slenderman was scary when you were ten. Slenderman was scary. That's it. That's all. That's all you have to say. He was just. He was. He was scary. Nowadays, I wouldn't. I mean, they made that movie, and that kind of ruined it for me. Uh, Yeah. But uh, Kybert, you said you had experience with cryptids. What's your experience with cryptids? Here's my experience. Okay. So, um, this is important, but it's not fully cryptid related. But there was one night I was going to the store with my dad, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And we specifically mm-hmm. parked in front of the pharmacy part of the building. Uh-huh. Uh, because I needed to get toothpaste, and that's where the toothpaste is. Mm-hmm. And so we just ran in. I got my toothpaste. Yeah. We walked out the door. Mm-hmm. The car was nowhere in sight. It was gone. And I think someone stole your car. No. We walked to the opposite end of the parking lot, the one across from the, the pharmacy and in the back instead of the front. And that's where our car was. That's so weird. So I, it completely switched spots. And then... I, okay, I think someone stole your car. Well, why would they steal it just to park it on the other side of the parking lot? I, I don't know. And we didn't forget thought. where it was. Because we I both... Think... No, you finish, you finish, you finish. We both knew that we had parked in front of the pharmacy because we knew we were only going in there to get toothpaste, and that was it. So that's why it's not like we both mutually forgot where the car was supposed to be parked. But then, after we left the store, we were Mm -hmm. driving home, and Mm -hmm. I I used to live in a rural area, okay? Uh So there's not a lot of street lights. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. You can't can't see very well. Uh-huh. And um, I was going down the road to get to my house after the store incident, and I saw something run across the road just for a split second, and it was like very, very big, uh-huh. and and like black, and like it kind of looked like a, you say? it kind of looked like a dog, but it was like fully emaciated. Uh-huh. Mm. Weird. 
See, like, I don't know about the second mm. part, but I think for the, the first part, it's a much more reasonable explanation than uh, than than cryptids. Obviously, cryptids can't drive know. cars. We don't know, man. So obviously, the most reasonable explanation would be parallel universes. You transferred <laughs> yeah, yeah, parallel, I was parallel say. universe while you were in the store. The store was like the back rooms. You came out <laughs> and you were in another dimension where you parked at a different spot. And the I'm assuming the other dimension versions of you came out and were like, hey, wh- where's our car? I don't remember parking in front of the pharmacy. I thought we had to go further down. Yeah. So what earth are you from, Kybert? What's your uh, Earth ID? Um, yeah, it's tattooed on the it's tattooed on the F. inside of your asshole. Forty-seven F. Forty-seven F. Got it. Oh, I think, well, this, uh, is, this is forty-three B. You idiot. Uh oh. How long have you been uh, here for? Since when I went to the happen? store. When did that happen? Twenty twenty. No. You've been in the wrong dimension for two years. I guess so. <laughs> well. So I, I've had a, I wouldn't say it's a cryptid experience, but I had like this weird experience as like a, as a kid, I, I have like a little bit of a story of like an encounter sort of, and then like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then like a little bit of like uh, just sort of cryptid backstory. So um, I was, I want to say I was like six, maybe like first grade kindergarten. And this was like the, the time where we would have Capri Sun in like in the in the kitchen and i would go down i would sneak down in the middle of the night i would sneak down the middle of the night and i would go grab a capri sun from the fridge uh for those that have been in my kitchen the the fridge in particular is the one that's all the way in the back uh if you know where that big clock is in my kitchen it's the one that's on the left there it's usually under the coffee machine that my dad uses the keurig Mm -hmm. but so I would I would go and sneak down there and usually grab them. And the in the day before, like, well, like before this all happened, we got a huge tub of geo tracks, which are like little little tracks you all click together and have trains go around them and stuff. And they were put into these big tote bins and just set in front of the stairway down, sort of as like a wall to get me to not go downstairs, but also as a way to like just put shit somewhere because we really we were going to move them down to the basement but they were just kind of in the living room we needed some place to set them for now so they i guess they were just kept there to keep me away from the capri sun but i go down my usual uh my usual plan and i turn around to go to like like basically to the stairs down like down the staircase and behind those geo tracks is this weird like humanoid wolf thing just staring at me I have no idea what it's what's going on. It just looks at me, doesn't cast a shadow or anything. It is just sitting there standing, tongue out. Mm. It's like a, it's like a cartoonish wolf, not like a like not like a super hyper realistic one. It's like a cartoonish big bad wolf sort of thing. And I'm just right. like, all right, well, what do I do? I'm not terrified for some reason. I'm just like, I'm just going to start doing small talk with this fucking weird thing at the bottom <laughs> of my staircase. So I'm okay. just like, hey, how you doing? Uh, what's your favorite like juice flavor? You know, <laughs> all right. I'm just gonna go to bed, and I went back to my bed, uh, lay down for a little bit. I'm like, all right, maybe it's gone. Open the door. It's standing right in front of my doorway. I scream as loud as possible. Slam my door shut. Tuck myself into bed. And a few minutes later, my mom comes up and is like, "Dude, what the fuck?" 
I'm like, I, there is a wolf thing. And she's just like, we're trying to get to sleep. Please be quiet. And she just closes <laughs> the door and goes back. Oh my and gosh. I, I've never understood what it was. I think I, I've done a little research and I think it's like, there's this weird state where like you're awake, but you're still dreaming. And like, for whatever reason, that was yep. part of my dream. Hypnagogic uh, hallucinations. I guess so. And sleepwalking. I and guess sleepwalking. so. I guess I was a sleepwalker. But uh, that's that's sort of my one encounter. But like I, I, I mentioned this in the group chat of like uh, like cryptid sort of experience in terms of just like the media. Uh, I mentioned Secret Saturdays. I'm not sure if anyone. I know Kybert watched. Oh, I love Secret Saturdays. Yes, love Secret Saturdays. I wanted to go return to it just for like you know watching this because it's Spooky Month. I'm currently watching uh, the season of Scooby Doo that I missed, which is Mystery Incorporated, which I heard was really fucking good, and it is. But uh, I wanted to watch like you know maybe an episode or two of the Secret Saturdays, and I couldn't find it anywhere. But I did you know a little bit more research. I was like, oh, huh, this was a Saturday morning cartoon about cryptids that's really cool i mm-hmm. i don't know anything about it other than that it was a thing that had this really surreal marketing i remember what like catching one of the promos on cartoon network where it was like a found footage sort of like advertisement with like the yeah they had some cool real. stuff like that nothing oh, like the show God. funnily enough nothing yeah. like the show at all terrified the, the shit out of me though and the show was good yeah the show was very good the show is if i could sum it up in a single sentence uh johnny quest except they have to deal with supernatural cryptids it collaborated with some show i feel like it, it was did. man of action oh, there was a crossover but i don't know what the yeah, crossover was i, I want to say oh it was God. um generator rex might have been it was definitely a man it, of it action did, it did the crossover show. after it was canceled it was recent ben 10. relatively recent yes oh, ben was ben 10. Ben 10? what it crossed over with Huh. Okay. Was, it in, was, it in, was it in Omniverse? It was, it was yeah, Omniverse, it was Omniverse. Though. Okay, I yeah. haven't seen all of Omniverse, that's why. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, oh, holy shit, Ben 10 uh, Omniverse is so good, and that's all I'm going to say about it. Another thing <laughs> I want to mention, which is um, kind of weird, is I'm not sure if they still do this, but during the month of October, I know that there's this little channel called Animal Planet that runs this series called Lost Tapes. Which are yeah. like a Hell found footage yeah. series Hell of yeah. about, uh, about cryptids. I don't think and they like, do anymore. You, I thought they yeah, at least did it during right. Halloween, where they at least like do like a marathon or something. Like I the think show they do is reruns ending. of the yeah, and that's what I that's what I meant. Not like new episodes or anything, just like a rerun. But um, I remember Sari like I I never heard about this before, and then like I looked into it, and it's like oh wow, like this is surprisingly like well done. I remember like looking up um, just information about it. Cause I don't like horror. I don't like watching mm-hmm. horror cause I have bad anxiety and tension's oh. not good for me. But uh, like I was looking into it. I was like, holy shit. Like th- this is actually like a, a, a thing people really, really liked and remembered of uh, from animal planet. I'm, and it's, it's clear that by Kai's enthusiasm that it was definitely yeah. something that uh, they enjoyed. I've seen every episode this of that and Monster Quest, which was another. This is a small like... note. Oh, good, good. Yeah, go, leave, no, leave go ahead. No, you finish. Okay, Monster Quest was just it. It was similar to um, Lost Tapes, except it was more like science based. Like scientists would go out and be like, "Yeah, this is the story. Uh, we didn't find anything though." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they never really found anything, but they had some really cool um, 3D renders of all the cryptids that they were looking for. That was that was neat to see some of the animations for Monster Quest. 
What was your uh, favorite episode if you watched <coughs> it? I know Kai watched all of them, so. My favorite of um, Lost Tapes was the Jersey Devil one. Oh. I thought that was pretty cool. It's like a family trapped inside of, um, I guess, an abandoned building. And then I feel like I've seen that. I don't remember ever watching the show, but I feel like I've seen that. Maybe I have. Might have seen like ads for it or something. Maybe. It's very it's, it was That show, to me, is the same show as um, Thousand Ways to Die. Like that era of TV. Oh, yeah. Like, instead of making television shows, we're just going to make TV shows about fiction and we're going to act like they're real. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there was um, there was quite a few of them. I know Animal Planet did one on mermaids and then they also did one on dragons where they like tried to explain they all made the different like a mockumentary. Yeah, where they explain like all the different folklore and how like the dragon mm. is basically like evolving <laughs> to what different people I've see it as. I've seen that one too. <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> It's all about like this guy who firmly believes that dragons were real I'm, or whatever. I'm discovering something about Kai today. Kai I'm really, really likes into his, his oddities. Yeah, I've discovered this. I, I like, feel like we've, I feel like, is my jam. I feel like we've gotten closer. I feel like we've bonded. <laughs> yes, we really have. Something I find really interesting about media is bringing real stuff together with like cryptids or mythological being research people fucking eat that shit up for breakfast lunch and dinner do you guys remember survivor man as a as an example yes with I Les do. Stroud. he made yeah. a multi-season i think he made not, not multi-season but it was a full season of bigfoot mm-hmm. uh research stuff and he like goes fucking deep into it too I think I saw talks, the ads for that. He talks to a lot of bigger research guys. Uh, one guy who I love to make fun of is Todd Standing that he does an episode with. Todd Standing is mm-hmm. fucking insane. But Todd he Standing even goes so far as... <laughs> but um, he even goes so far as to spend like $20,000 to make a hoax footprint for some Bigfoot researchers to see if they'll they'll be tricked or not. Oh my god! And they aren't. They aren't tricked. That's dedication. Yeah, they aren't tricked. That's my favorite part of the episode. Is that mm. they're looking at it and it's like this is almost too good to be true. I think this must have been faked. <laughs> That's funny. Yes, wow. it is they funny. Get, yeah, it, it's just cryptids are so weird. I think it's like a it's an odd fascination that I feel like a lot of people have, where it's like sort of the it's so real. It's visceral. It's just, I mean it's a surreal sort of thing, right? Like. You're you're living in this world where like monsters exist and like there are like sightings, like air quotes sightings of them. Like I mean, there's Nessie, there's of course the sci- uh, science quote. around them. Yeah, there's They're very quote. hard to verify. And it's one of those things where it's like it's 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 like a you know, like fairy tales. It's the same sort of like folklore thing where like you hear about it and there's a like enough people know about it to where it's like, okay, maybe maybe there's something here, you know? Like maybe maybe there's more to this than we like to like to think, but I think that it's just it's interesting learning about people. Like you don't really know somebody's into cryptids until like you mention it, and then like they just you know <laughs> yeah, go the off methods go off about Bigfoot's hemorrhoids and asshole. Oh my gosh! Like uh, I I didn't I I figured Kai would be into it because I know 
what Kai's tastes are. I mean, I love all the horror stuff, so it just makes sense. It fits. Yeah, it just kind of <laughs> lines up. It's like, ah, yeah, uh, Kai likes uh, Dai Kaiju and Kai also likes horror. That just that just you put the two together and you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm hmm. I, I didn't know about the very interest of uh, Matt, though. I didn't know Matt was super into cryptids. I find cryptids absolutely fascinating, mostly because I love to see how dumb some of the people are involved with them. One, uh, This is one thing I was going to put on my thing here, but um, there's a cryptid called the Ropin, which this guy, who is a young Earth creationist, will fucking swear up and down the Ropin, which is a glow-in-the-dark pterosaur apparently it has that's bioluminescent it, glowing that's it's a pterosaur. such a weird combination of beliefs and he believes the pterosaur is the leviathan from the bible what? and he is certain it is real that's such His a young weird, that, creationist. That's like contradictory beliefs almost. <laughs> <laughs> like i think you mean inmate numbers i don't remember the oh number. <laughs> i don't remember the numbers anymore either but i used to have them memorized Mm-hmm. Throw back to SCP Jesus, where we had Jesus beat up Kent Hovind. <laughs> Hell yeah. No Allegedly. offense to you, but full offense to you, Kent Hovind. That's such I a weird die. combination of, uh, of, of beliefs. I feel like that'd almost be contradictory beliefs. You would think so, and I think it is. And uh, he's just a dumb guy. But um, another fun thing, Michael mentioned the Loch Ness Monster. As, as a self-avowed cryptid interested individual i must make it clear to everybody listening and everybody here on the podcast the loch ness monster is one of the only famous cryptids that is 1000 percent confirmed to be a fucking meme it's it's a meme it's not uh-huh. real. well it's Determin- definitely a meme yeah deterministically yeah. but i need to clarify this to everybody because i still see people like actually trying to say that it's real like, we know it was made up by a newspaper guy. We've known this for many years, but it's only just recently been more popular to understand it. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I something also about, uh, like, fucking cryptids and media, and Loch Ness in particular, was my, like, introduction to cryptids was Scooby-Doo. Yeah, the Scooby-Doo! Like, oh, I fucking love that. Like, I mean, for whatever reason, during the What's New Scooby-Doo era, like during that sort of phase of Scooby-Doo, they did uh, El Chupa. They they tried El Chupacabra, but it was they tried Chupacabra, but it was actually Bigfoot because it like literally in the story's lore, the person that was playing as Bigfoot was actually like um, from America and didn't understand what El Chupacabra was. So we just ended up being Bigfoot and trying to run with that. Uh, there was one that was about Nessie. Uh, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure there's some other ones. I know Scooby-Doo encountered Nessie beforehand. Like there was an older episode of Scooby-Doo where he just encountered uh, the Loch Ness monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course there's werewolves, there's aliens, vampires, uh, the Yeti. It's just, there, there's a whole lot. So, so, so not to cut that too short, but we're 20 minutes in and we have yet to start talking about any cryptids. I will let one of you guys start. I want to start. We... I already said I want to start. Yeah, Kai, Kai wants Kai to Kai start, start. So I think yeah. we let Kai start and then maybe we go on to a general. Yeah, we kind of uh, bounce back and I think, forth. I think we can yeah. do the general ones if we run out of other stuff to talk about because we. I okay. want to hit all the ones we want. I'll, I'll, go, go yep. I'll, I'll, I'll go after Kai. 
And then Sergio and Michael can fight over it. I'm fine with whatever right, Sergio good. wants. Right. I think okay, this big hemorrhoids up. has to be last. Yes, it does. <laughs> All right. So here's what I brought you guys today. All right. I have brought you the melon heads, which is primarily a Michigan myth. Can, can we have a picture for reference? It, but it, it's also an Ohio and Connecticut myth. So before you get into it, I have to ask: Do you believe it's real? No, not at all. Can okay. you post? Can, can well, you post a picture of it? Yes. Do you have a reference yeah. photo post in the Discord? I yes, and I will show you an actual picture of the condition that's being referenced here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make yeah. a text. Chat. We don't actually have a text chat for reference photos, so I'm gonna make a reference photo text chat for okay. that's for a really good idea. I will also say, uh, real quick, just to, just to put in perspective about um, this sort of thing. As before, we get into like the big cryptid talk. These these cryptids, we wanted to try and go for ones that were sort of either general, like big ones, like the big hitters, or ones that are more around our area. So, yes. mm-hmm. uh, geographically, one of, one, of, yeah. one of mine is probably the most well known cryptid of Ohio, and the other one is just a really funny one that I found that I wanted to talk about because the picture of it made me laugh so hard. That I could not do it. All right. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to post your reference photo in reference photos, yes. Kai, I yeah. will do that. Who okay, deleted so this? Is, this who is deleted Neko Arch's oh, ass in my fucking ooh, reference photo. That's a spooky melon head kid. Yeah. So I'll I'll oh, tell man. you what melon heads are. Okay. So basically, they're children with hydrocephalus. That's the condition that's being shown in my reference photo. Uh huh. Um. Can you so describe hydros- what the condition is? Yes, I was just about to do that. So hydrocephalus okay. is basically like an accumulation of cerebrospinal fluid within the brain. Mm. So it, it happens pretty commonly or like most commonly within children. Yeah. There's a ton of things that can cause it. Like um, genetic birth defects is like the primary one, but you can also get it from like infections of the brain from meningitis and other like viruses and then also from head trauma. <clears throat> And mm-hmm. it causes, I, uh, like, a ton of really bad effects. I have a Larry fact. Larry fact. Someone get someone play the Larry fact song. If we don't have a Larry fact Larry song. Fact. My dad had this. When he oh, was damn. Born, and they had what the they drain. Do? They, they, put a, they poked a hole in his skull and they drained yeah. it. Oh, I, um, I wanted to add something about the poking in the hole thing. I was just gonna, yeah, I was just gonna say my dad had a really big head, and that's probably why I also have a really big head. Gotta Um, get it drained. I probably don't need to get it drained, because it's never (laughs) given me issues. Yeah, I don't think it's because you're, you you would know if you had a buildup of fluid in your head, uh, because you'd probably be dead. Maybe maybe I just have slightly more. You'd get a terrible headache, for one thing. Maybe I just have slightly more, just enough to inflate my head size, but not enough to kill me. Maybe. But the, the thing about drilling the hole in the head, it's actually the uh, oldest known surgical procedure is called trepanning. Because even back then, because well, back then it was like, damn, there's all this pressure in my head. So some genius was like, well, let's just drill a hole in your head and get the stuff to leak out. And you know what? It, it actually worked. Yeah, it, it actually, actually worked. Um, Yep. Uh, Sam and Ella video quoting. They actually did it. The cavemen have, have have been known to do it as well. There are there are fossil records of caveman skulls who have little holes drilled in their skull. 
What um, amazes me is that they made us to do. make a drill. They made us to do a like a little. It's drill not that they, they didn't do it with a drill so much as they did it with just like a really sharp flint. Like they basically just Wait. used a really really skinny sharp rock and made a little hole in the skull. But and like, but also the survived. engineering that went into that. Right, right. Being yeah. able to design it in yeah. such a way that it would that it would get the skull in such a way, like making getting a stone yeah. to cut through your skull is hard. Hey, say what you then will about again, cavemen. They did have cavemen strength. Say say what you will about cavemen, but if it weren't for cavemen, we wouldn't have <laughs> anything that we have now. Very true. Cavemen were fucking what chads. Are, what are guns if not throwing rocks at things until they die? That's what cavemen did. Very fast rocks. <laughs> yes. Dude, if it wasn't for the ooh, ooh, we wouldn't end up with the ah-ah, you know? I, I'm, uh, fuck the Tower of Babel, though. All my homies hate the Tower of Babel. So so what are the, what's the, what's the okay. Melonhead lore? Yeah, what's the cryptid here's the, here? Here's the Melonhead lore, okay? So there's three different versions, and within these versions, there's more versions that are, like, regionally applicable. So I'm going to start with Michigan, because that's the most relevant to half of the people in this podcast. So, um, in Allegan County, right, um, that's where this originated, at this place called Felt Mansion. So, like, oh. there's been sightings of these melonhead children, or the ghosts of these melonhead children, um, in, in this, like, fount, Felt Mansion area. And they claim that these were kids who were in the Junction Insane Asylum, which never existed according to the county's history so you know we, we're already off to a really good start there but they're, they, they're hiding it yes they're, they're hiding, hiding it, it. they're covering it up but um these children plotted to kill the doctor that was keeping them imprisoned like inside of the asylum or inside of the mansion depending on like what story that you follow and then they may or may not have cut him up into little pieces and hid him around the felt mansion which is why it's haunted and then they believe that these children fled to underground caves or like above ground caves left over from a nearby abandoned zoo which is like kind of crazy that they're involving all of these like different locations together, oh. including one that doesn't oh, yeah, exist. Yeah, pretty crazy. Okay. And, okay. 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 I need to stop. I need to stop talk for a second because Logan okay. Paul mm-hmm. is going to be wrestling Roman Reigns on WWE on Fox. Wow! Wow! Dude, Logan That's Paul is my favorite. So cool. That's going to be so. Oh my god! I'm going to watch that 100. percent Okay. All right, continue all. on. Thank you for the aside, the pump, the pop just, culture. That just feels that just feels like an important thing to let people know about. Yes. I don't know who that other guy is, but Logan Roman Paul is Reigns, a cryptid, the, so. the, the the supreme champion of WWE. Yeah, I have no idea. Or the universal WWE. champion or something. He's a he's a bitch, and I want to see him get beat up by Logan Paul. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. So. Um, yeah, so people have claimed to see these children, and they've also claimed to see the ghosts of the children. I d- see the stories aren't adding up, so that's why I said I definitely don't believe it, <laughs> like right oh. off the bat. And uh, here's the oh the the real kicker is that they said that some teenagers claimed to see the shadows of the children's ghosts 
murdering the doctor like reenacting it and it's like okay ghosts can cast shadows now like i don't know like do they mean like shadows as in like silhouettes or something i have no idea it it was weird to read through this but then here's the um more ohio relevant version of the melon heads apparently there was a doctor named dr crow who performed experiments uh, on yes. children in Dr. an orphanage. Real man. Yes, it's a totally real man who oh, either yeah. like somehow artificially uh like injected fluid into their like brains or he just enhanced it by injecting like more fluid to cause the hydrocephalus problem to get worse. But then like the other story, they uh the children killed the doctor burned the orphanage to the ground and then escaped to the nearby woods so that they could kidnap and eat babies. Yeah, of course, as children do. (laughs) And then the Connecticut version is kind of just all over the place. It's, it's the most like, I guess, widespread because, um, you know, the, the Michigan version is just, it's stuck to one County versus like the Ohio version is just in like a very small part of the Cleveland suburbs has seen these melon head sightings. This one, uh-huh. like, there's there's a ton of different counties and cities within Connecticut that have seen melon head people. And here's all of the, like, wacky variations that there are. So one story goes that there's a bunch of inmates and staff at, like, either a mental institution or a prison that end up escaping into the woods. And then they turn to a bunch of cannibalism and inbreeding. And the inbreeding leads to the hi- the hydrocephalus happening. Or there's also a different story that said a, a very wealthy family got accused of witchcraft. And then they, you know, did the same thing. Cannibalism, inbreeding. Now they have melon heads. You know, that's that's a very normal thing that family, no, rich people do when they get accused of things they didn't do. Yes. They just start eating people and living in the woods and shitting and just going like. Fucking getting yeah. from experience. Yeah. I did that for a while back in the day. Damn. I partook in a little bit of head expansion and cannibalism. <laughs> I think that's just you know, what we I think that we just call that QAnon. I am from the suburbs outside of Cleveland, so Man, you did you it. Know, that's interesting though. I think that's a really interesting yeah. case of even though it's very easily disprovable, just the fact that it has so many like like region regional variations that yes. all take place in the same place like the same story generally but like different areas it's really yeah i thought that was interesting too just like a, a bunch of different places that have these like hydrocephalus people do you think how it started is it like here's here's what i'm thinking here's how i'm thinking it started right mm-hmm. we, we don't really know which version of the story came originally i'm sure we don't really no, have no any way of so I like to imagine the person who came up with the story in my head canon, here's how I assume it, it was spread is maybe they're a part of like a military family. And the, one of the kids, like a kid just like made up the story and they moved around a lot. So they just like, they lived maybe. in, they, they I, moved from, uh, from Michigan to, to Cleveland or Cleveland to Michigan uh, and then the Connecticut. So on and so any, any, you know, any variation yeah, of, perhaps of those. A, could have also been uh this might be a little bit more of a another theory on it is like it was a it was like a sort of like a 
a ghost story that was sort of passed around by friends and it's sort of spread out. It's just like, it's just to explain things that like, like, like rumors that they've heard around town, like, oh, the house is haunted. And they like explain mm-hmm. like how it's haunted and that there's little gremlins that run around. Like it's, it's that sort of thing where it's like, they're trying to explain something they don't really feel like explaining or like to keep people away or like kids away from a certain place. It's just like that's that's sort of like the the way that they do it. And that, that could have also just spread as like ghost stories because it could be like, you know, later oh. on, it's like, well, like my my dad said that in this place, you know, it's here too. Or, ooh, you know, you just that, you just reminded me of of a, of a really funny story I have. If you want to finish up, I have a really funny story from my childhood. No, go ahead. Right now. So go on ahead. the topic of, of haunted places, there was this. So I had a. In middle school, before I had like my my like friend group that that took me through high school, I had this other friend group of a bunch of people who kind of sucked. Um, and one of the important things they were very um, afraid of ghosts um, and stuff like that. And uh, a a person who I, I'm obviously I'm not going to dox them just in case whatever. Uh, but I will refer to them by our, our our nickname that we had for them that everyone will remember at least. Two people in this call will remember this person of Lil Franklin. Um, oh! Lil Franklin lived up the road from me, right? Yeah, and uh, so he he like like literally like five minutes by car, like 20, 20 minutes, thirty minutes from walking, right? Mm-hmm. And there was this this place that was really really close to my house, like literally like four minutes walking from my house on a little side road. Um, this was my, my old, old house the, the that we had the first crossover at. If you mm-hmm. guys remember, um, I know at least Matt and Sergio do. Um, so it was called, we called it ghost town. It was this, this house down the road that apparently a murderer lived in and like killed his whole family. And like, you know, he, sometimes he goes there and he like goes in the shed and does stuff. And we'd always talk about it. We'd always be afraid of going there. I remember it was like my 12th birthday. We all were like, we're, we're 12. We're fucking adults. We're going to go to ghost town, which, you know, it was literally like one house. I don't know why we called it ghost town. Um, but we were like, we're going to go and we're going to see, and we're going to get haunted. And it's going to be scary. And we walk, we walk the four minute trek. It's a long and arduous journey by the, by the river. Um, there's like, you know, straight up trespassing in people's backyards and shit. Um, cause you know, that's what kids, the kids, in, kids who grew up in the, in the middle of nowhere, Ohio Mad just kind of did that. Metal I did that a lot growing up. Uh, I got shot at a couple times. It's just a whole thing. Um, you know how it is. <laughs> uh, and so we, we get there and we're like, Oh, it's, it's as scary as we've heard. And we're looking and then we look and there's a recently built tree house in the fucking front yard. And we look at little Franklin and we go, dude, you're so full of shit. <laughs> i was like i think people that live here and he was like no no and i was like why is there a why is there a that tree house definitely wasn't there before when we go look at it and he'd be like he was like tree house and then he looked and he was like oh 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 my gosh and yeah that was the story of like of ghost town that's based I think it was Ghost Town, I'm 80% sure. Should we keep scrumping through the list so we can get through them? Yeah, Kai, do you have anything else you want to add about the melon heads? Um, I guess my my take on what the origin story of this would probably be is that um, 
like mental institutions were a really widespread phenomenon throughout yeah. the country in like you know the 1800s early 1900s the, and they, they were also have... yeah oh, keep the, no no keep going oh, i think i was they about didn't to say, have the, i think i was about to say what you were going to say yeah there. and so i think a lot of these stories probably originated for like people looking on at these sort of institutions and not really like understanding people who were different that they saw there and then maybe just like mm -hmm. coming up with stories about them or trying to manufacture stories for why these locations ended up like closing down stuff like that i don't know i think it just you know i i i think that hydrocephalus that condition is probably more common than people think yeah so i mean my, been, i have an ex example of yes, that you have an example <laughs> of that so it's like I think it's just people being afraid of things that they don't understand and then uh -huh. coming up with stories about them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's also the great possibility that somebody with hydrocephalus is acting very, very odd compared to most people because they're in so yeah. much unimaginable pain and discomfort. Uh -huh. So it kind of circles back yeah. around on itself. Anyways. For sure. Anyways. So Jacob, talk about yours. I will bring up mine. I have two and I want to ask you guys which one you would rather do. Um, first, funny one. we have so they're both kind of funny. Um, they one one is funnier than the other. One is like kind of believed, but also kind of not. Um, but the other one is just straight up funny. Uh, the the one is from 1793, and the other one's from 1955, 72. Do the really funny one. So the really yeah. funny one. Okay, I'll post a picture. It's the lake the or the Loveland Frogman. Ah, uh, the Frogman. Frog so oh let me let me just tell frog you the man. story of the frogman. Um, so in uh, on March third, nineteen seventy two, a Loveland police officer saw what seemed to be a large frogman um, crouched, like running across the road and then climbing over a guardrail back towards the river. Um, and he reported it, and he was very afraid of it. Um, and so here's the picture. <laughs> Of the frogman. He's just a guy. Just a guy. Um, yeah. He's just a fucking That's guy. Wonderful. Hold on. Uh Sergio, can you pause the recording real quick? Man. Frogman. Frogman. So so that's the story about the frogman is that a police saw them and they terrified yeah, them. Yeah. Well, police officer Ray Sh Ray Shockey was was driving and he saw this this creature that I posted a picture of. Um, I can post. I can post a better picture. I can post a more high res picture. So you can see. Yeah. It can little. you get a? Can you give me a? Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's a little bigger. As you can see, he's a he's a frog <laughs> man. Hence he, the name. Um. Right. He does. He the officer described it as anywhere from three to four feet long and probably about fifty to seventy five pounds with leathery skin. Um. And then it climbed over a guardrail and crawled into the, towards the river. Um, about two weeks later, another police officer named Mark Matthews reported seeing another unidentified creature in the, along the road in the same vicinity as the sighting. Um, however, this time, instead of letting it run, um, Officer Matthews pulled his gun and shot the creature. Oh, like a police officer does. Yeah, you know, you see something on the side of the road and you just shoot it. I'll be honest. If I had a gun like and my, I saw a frog thing, I would shoot like my dog. Of it. <laughs> like they shoot my dog. 
Uh, and so he he put it in his trunk uh, after he recovered mm-hmm. the body, and he brought it. Uh, he brought it to, to, to Officer Shockey. Um, according to Matthews, um, it was a large iguana, about three to three to three and a half feet oh long. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and it didn't it have a an tail. Iguana? And so he showed it to Shockey, and Shockey was like, "Yeah, that's the thing I saw." I guess an iguana does kind of look like a frog. So does yeah, the, frog, it, the, the story just deconfirmed the frogman himself. Yes. <laughs> so That's he just amazing. didn't know what he just didn't know what an iguana was, and he was like, oh, "It's a fucking frogman." That's um, so funny. And so interestingly, <laughs> um, yeah. there was a more recent sighting of the frogman in 2016. Ooh, ooh, two okay. teenagers playing Pokemon Go. Uh, in the area that this that the story was w- was originally in of Loveland, uh, they were playing Pokemon Go and they saw a giant frog near the lake on August third, twenty sixteen, that stood up and walked on its hind legs. And you know, a brief investigation uh, was 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 performed to see what it was, and it turned out that it was actually. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A high school mascot student walking oh home gosh. in his outfit in a frog That's costume. Hilarious! <laughs> the, oh. the cryptid story that ends up debunking itself every single time. That's based. That is truly, <laughs> truly based. That's awesome. Now there, are, there are allegedly, um, other. Other quote unquote reported Loveland frogs or Loveland lizards from anywhere as back to as far back as 1955. Mm. Um, they seemingly are are more or less unobstantiated. Uh, I'm gonna post another picture. Um, uh, here's uh, here's from 1955. Uh-huh. Oh, three bipedal quasi reptilian entities congregating by the side of the road. Yo, it's Mark Zuckerberg. And he observed them for about three to four minutes. Um, he claimed that um, they they had frog heads and, and webbed feet and hands. They look like Canadians um, from South Park. And as yeah, they do. And as he was getting ready to leave, one of the creatures suddenly held what what could only be described as a wand above its head that that spewed sparks out, and then he ran away. What the fuck? Um, which it sounds to me like he was either insane, or it was just like some dude. It was just some dudes with like a sparkler, and he was like, "It's the frog people." I it's think the both. frog people. I, I think he was insane and seeing dudes with sparklers. <laughs> he was just on acid, man. He just had one hell of a trip. Here's another cool picture that I found on the cryptid wiki of the frogman. Oh, I actually really like that. Yeah, that's awesome. It's a lot less here's, goofy. Here's a less than cool one. <laughs> like look a hedgehog. Looks like a pig. Yeah, like a pig or a hedgehog. That's Mortimer. I don't know what you're talking about. And of course, here's a here's a shirt that they made in Loveland of Loveland Frog. I kind of I kind of dig it. That's I, want, cool. I, I want a version of that shirt that just says I fucked the Loveland Frog Man. And all I got was a lousy <laughs> shirt. I just think that would be funny. And now we're going to talk about the other one. Um, 
this is probably the most well-known cryptid in, I would say, in the, the Great Lakes area. Okay. Um, you guys might know what it is as Michiganders, and I definitely know what it is as a as a Lake Erie uh, representative being from Northeast Ohio. Lake Heart Erie Smithers? enjoyer. Yeah, and I know I, I I said I was I said I lived there. I didn't say I enjoyed Lake Erie. It's <laughs> fucking disgusting. Well, you had Mike's place. It's like shitty and brown. Uh, I'd honestly never lake. heard of the Frogman before. Yeah. Let's discuss the Frogman before I go on. Unless you guys have really nothing to say about the Frogman. No, I just think I, cool. I I just want a shirt that says I fucked the Loveland Frogman because I think it'd be funny. I just thought the Frogman was funny and it, it was kind of interesting. Yeah. Like Frogman, you don't you don't really hear about a lot about like frog cryptids. I mean, as someone who fucking hates frogs with a burning passion, as a Why? like I I don't know. I just have a fear of frogs. How? Like tiny frogs, frogs we homies. Frogs tiny fr- tiny frogs were homies. The There's moment you start getting big. There was a frog on my back porch named we named him Stu and he lived on a sign that we had. Um unfortunately the hurricane hit and we haven't seen him since. Oh, so hopefully I, I, I told my family that I think that he was a little froggy first responder and he died in the hurricane. And we're gonna give him a we're gonna give him a real soldier's funeral. Oh. <laughs> All right. I found another Loveland Frogman photo. Ooh, oh, better be good I want to see it. Oh, whoa. Oh, that's cool. So, I mean, it's, what's it's your... just like a suit with lights on it, but that's cool. Yeah. 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 What's up, Michael? So, what's the uh, what's the other one? The more well-known one because I I I'm trying to figure out what it is myself. Okay. It's 1793, and the captain of the Felicity is steering his sailboat through the shallows of Lake Erie's islands duck hunting and admiring the rugged natural beauty of the area his loud shots ring out echoing over the still water suddenly the captain Mm -hmm. sees something that makes his blood run cold (gasps) no according to the captain an enormous serpent had started thrashing around near his boat having been Mm. startled by the gunshots he reported Mm. that this, this creature was huge Easily over five meters long, though it disappeared before he could get a better look at it. Thus mm-hmm. was the first ever reported sighting of the Lake Erie monster. Mm. Bessie. 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 That reminds me of a very quick anecdote I'll give. If that's all right. Sure. Yeah, no, go ahead. Uh, well, we all know the Kraken. Yes, the giant octopus. Yeah, giant squid, which are real, right? Yes, yes, they they have been confirmed to be real scientifically, but yes. do you want to know how it was confirmed to be real? Sure. This man and his son went out to go fishing, and when they went to go fishing, they got in a tiny little rowboat about nine feet long and they went out to kind of a kind of a little lakish gulfish area opened up to the ocean and they, they started doing their fishing right by the beaches and as they were fishing they noticed something quite strange in this little beachy lake area uh, there was something coming up to their boat that was big it was really big it was really 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 big and a fucking tentacle 
reaches out of the water and it claps onto the side of their their boat and it just starts trying to eat the boat whatever this thing is it's uh-huh. grabbed the boat when did this happen uh maybe like 100 years ago i can't remember but uh-huh. of course this this thing that's trying to grab and eat their boat is a giant squid and this father and son literally losing their fucking minds because they speared <laughs> this thing thinking it was they're a like, fish oh, they're like a fucking demon yeah, they, they spear it thinking it's a fish. Oh, shit, it, it, I mean, it is a fish, but it's one that's trying to eat them. And uh, the son, in all of his wisdom, grabs the fucking hatchet from the back of the boat to, like, do shit with fish. And he hacks off one of the giant squid's tentacles. That's how we scientifically confirmed it, because they brought the damn tentacle back with them. And it was, like, 12 feet long. And it Jesus. was way less than half the length of the tentacle. Uh-huh. I also want to add in, uh, you said this guy, the, the cryptid that you had, Jake, is uh, Bessie? Bessie. Mm-hmm. Oddly mm-hmm. enough, Lake Superior has its own serpent. Oh yeah, there's lots uh, of these things. Lake yeah, Champlain really? has one too. Yeah, the, the whale-tailed horse-headed Pressy. <laughs> I was going to ask him it's Sessie. There's also, a, a, there's apparently a bunch of other snake, snaky, fishy things within the uh, within Michigan, like uh, uh, the Lake Lenau I believe I butcher that uh, monster, uh, the sea monster of Mackinac Straits, and uh, Saggy, the Saginaw Bay Beast. There's a lot of different. I hate that it's called Saggy. Saggy. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, when you have when you're surrounded by lakes, naturally your curiosity start, you know, mm-hmm. sort of brewing about what lurks beneath the waves. Mm-hmm. But on on the topic of Bessie, Bessie's interesting to me because even now. Um, there is a, there's a, a bounty on the head of Bessie, a $100,000 bounty for whoever can prove that Bessie is real. Uh, Bessie is so well known that not only is there a beer named after Bessie, but there's also a hockey team named after Bessie. The Lake Erie Monsters, or the Cleveland Monsters, which, um, Jake Fact, someone sing the Jake Fact song. Jake Fact, do-do-do-do-do-do, Jake Fact. I, uh, I did, I was in choir, as you, as you may know, um, yeah. or you may pick up from my vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, I sung the national anthem at a Monsters game in 2018. Oh, uh, wow. not just me, but my, my, my high school choir did. No, I'm gonna think it's just you. Yeah, it was, no, it was just me, and I was great, and everyone loved yeah, it. I, I got a thousand, I got ten thousand dollars from it. Wow! Then um, I spent it all on Dogecoin and went broke. Um, and that's why I don't have it now. Yeah, uh, I, I did. I went two years for choir, but I only got to sing in the second year because that's when I was in chamber choir. Um, but that's how I discovered that I think hockey's cool. That's fair. Hockey That's is cool. fun to watch. It's that's cool. People fist fight in hockey. Yeah, but, but hockey isn't a cryptid. Hockey um, is not a cryptid. What is a cryptid? What other cryptids cryptid. did we have? Michael, Be- Sergio. I was going to talk a little more about Bessie and sightings of Bessie. Oh yes, go yeah. ahead. Um, go ahead. So, Bessie earned the Bessie earned the name Bessie in a Pennsylvania newsletter of Creature Chronicles in 1991. Um. 
Bessie was described as a 30 to 50 long foot reptile as round as a bowling ball with a long snake like neck. Damn. Um, Ken Golick was fishing off a pier in Sandusky in 1960 when he heard rats. Uh, he threw rocks at the sound and then saw a large creature rise from the water. He stated it was cigar-shaped and measured one to two feet wide. When it pushed itself out of the lake with its four flippers, it rested on a nearby beach. Um, and this happened at 11 a.m. This wasn't a night occurrence. This is a day occurrence. 11 in the morning on a clear, calm. Well, no, that'd be 11 p.m. Whoever wrote this is an idiot. Because it's just a clear, calm night. Um, and then in 1969, Jim Schneider, Schinder, Jim stated that he saw a serpent that was, uh, that came six, within six feet of him near the South Bass Island in Lake Erie. Um, he just said it was around two feet wide and it was long. Uh, and then later on, Teresa Kovac of Akron saw a snake-like reptile with flippers and said it was so large it could have easily capsized a boat, and it looked like it was playing. Maybe it was a baby Bessie, maybe a Bessie Jr., if you will. Aww. Um, and then in 1983, Mary Landle told John Schaffner about an encounter with Bessie. In the lake, she saw a, ro- she saw a rowing sound and saw what looked to be a capsized boat. Um, it was greenish-brown. And it was about 40 to 50 feet long. Uh, it had a long neck and it was its eyes were visible on the side. Maybe that's from the uh, the picture I posted of the sinking the sailboat. But that's also an old ass black and white photo. So maybe not. Maybe. Um, 1985, Tony Schill of Akron also saw a giant serpent when he was boating. And he also said it was brown. It had a long flat tail and it five humps. He said five humps came out of the water. And, and said, no way it was a sturgeon. And a friend was also boating with Tony. And also described a similar thing. It said it had a black face and had five humps. And then Dale Monroe saw one the same year at the Lorraine Coast Guard Station. And he estimated it to be twice the size of a 16-foot sailboat. Um... Recent sightings, Pennsylvania's largest lake had one, even though that's, that wouldn't make any sense because it's Pennsylvania and Lake Erie has no outlets. Um, so there's no way that it could have traveled from Ohio to Pennsylvania. Uh, and that's it, I think. I think that's everything I could find on, on Bessie. Oh. Cool. Uh, you, when was the Bessie uh, legend beat? Like, what year do we know? Like, the one that it begin? Yeah, like, when was the first sighting? Do we know? 1793. 1793. Okay, so this was way before... Longest time. Yeah, this was way before the Loch Ness uh, was reportedly seen, and that was in 1933. Well... Well, I mean, there there were sightings from all the way back to like five hundred, uh, five sixty five and eighteen seventies. But here's here's a here's a little off the off the coast of Lake Erie. There's a little fake, fake Bessie with a little Bessie warning sign, mm-hmm. um, uh, which is really you know people love people fucking love Bessie in Ohio. Yeah, I can. I mean, I can see why you got you know, I have a little fun, right? 
Bessie looks mm-hmm. cool and much cooler than like Nessie. Wow. Yeah, gonna gonna piss off. Bessie the would beat teams. up Nessie. Yeah, here's a picture. Here's a picture of the uh, Great Lakes Brewing Co. Lake Erie Monster Beer. Neat. Hmm. Um, so, oh wow, that's. I mean, that's yeah. pretty interesting. Here's another, here's another. This is unrelated, but on the page for uh, Great Lakes Guide for Betty, here's a picture of the Lake Erie Chomper, which I didn't know was a thing, but might be Bessie. But here's here's a, a what they describe as dramatic recreation of an attack from 2001. <laughs> that is incredibly <laughs> dramatic. <laughs> I love Can we that. have that as our Twitter teaser? <laughs> yeah. so fucking funny I love uh, the real so child funny. of the drawn monster <laughs> like the, the water too is super real on the left half and then just on the right half it's like a fucking oh, League of Legends splash art <laughs> <laughs> oh god I, I mean since we're since we're keeping it in you know this sort of Midwest area, uh, do you have anything else that you want to add before we toss it over to Sergio so we can sort no, of keep it around I, this I area? Good. Sergio, do you have any uh, any Midwest monsters? Yes, this is one that I learned about today. I didn't know it existed, even though there's a festival for it in Detroit. So what oh, I right. have for you today is a creature called the Nain Rouge. Um, I'll uh, I'll 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 send you this picture used to promote another cryptid themed uh beer the the name rouge is described as very a dwarf very red in the face with a bright glistening eye instead of burning it froze instead possessing depth emitted a cold gleam like the reflection from a polished surface bewildering and dazzling all who came into focus with a grinning mouth and displaying sharp pointed teeth complete th- completed this strange face uh, other accounts describe it as a small creature with red or black fur covering an animal's body, but with the face of an old man. And we have the the same like thing of a blazing red eye and rotten teeth. So this thing is a little interesting because it's kind of a combination of old like French myths about like hobgoblins combined with uh, Native American legends of impish creatures. And you've probably seen this character arch- this creature archetype where you've got like this kind of like little trickster thing that brings bad luck. And according to a legend, Detro- Detroit's founder, Antoine de la Motte Cadillac, was told by a fortune t- teller to appease this creature. But in, but in, when he encountered it, he did what any sane person would do, and he beat the fuck out of it with uh, <laughs> his cane. Uh, and as a, con- as a consequence, bad luck befell him. Um... Uh, he was charged with abuse of power and reassigned to Louisiana, and then he went back to France, where he was briefly imprisoned and lost his fortune. The only problem with this story is that the uh, Nain Rouge showed up in 1883, and the events I just told you about uh, were 100 years prior. So, um, yeah, uh, my sources that I made the fuck up. But Nain Rouge was claimed to be seen in a variety of uh, places, like um, right before uh, the Battle of Detroit in War 1812 where we summarily lost that battle or right before the battle of bloody run where 58 British soldiers were massacred by native Americans before the battle began. Um, and just kind of like whenever there's something like bad happening in Detroit, people say they, uh, they see it. And every spring Detroit holds a costumed parade called the Marche du Nain Rouge, 
um, where the where a someone dressed as the creature is chased out of the city. And at the conclusion of the parade, they burn an effigy of him. And according to tr- tradition, wow. uh, everybody wears a different costume. So Nain Rouge doesn't uh, uh, try to seek vengeance on you. Got so it's sort of like a sort of like a play on Halloween to sort of uh, liven liven the liven the mood and sort of uh, keep that folklore going. I assume. Yeah, and there's even like fake protesters who show up uh, to the parade to try to get people to, you know, leave Nain alone. Not sure how well that age. There's a lot of lore with this. Damn. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know it's about a, this. It's, all it's a parade that draws five thousand people to the Midtown Cass Corridor neighborhood in Detroit. Wild. However, I, uh... it, it it used to just be held through like the whole city. Oh, gotcha. But this is like it, it's it's kind of interesting because it's like it's literally it's literal Detroit lore from like the beginnings of like when it was like just like a fort in, you know, the wilderness. Yeah. Oh, cool. I didn't I Pretty actually cool. I, I didn't know about this at all. I, I'm learning yeah, me a lot either. Yeah. Hmm. Neat little red goblin. They should add him to Warhammer. <laughs> well, goblin beats the shit out of you. <clears throat> Hell yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's interesting to hear about. Crypt- I think th- I think I can describe why I like cryptids. I, I've known this for a while. Uh, cryptozoology is really interesting to me, not for the biology, but the anthropology of it. You learn a lot about people and culture through zoology, cryptozoology. Because a lot of it is about, like, stories. It's a lot about cultural yeah. ideas of things. Yeah. You, you know, that, as well. that, that actually reminds me. Uh, is this related to cryptids? But I, I had uh, my, my, my Filipino marine friend from the wiki message me about my uh my s my scp on the la huel pucci um the mexican shape-shifting vampire and he said you know also in in the philippines we also have a female creature that bisects her legs and eats children and i'm like why 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 uh, why like like is that just like a fear that a woman will just cut her legs off turn into another creature and then eat babies I've heard that's such, that a, that's such a weird that, that's such a weird one. thing to be like 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 share um through like your folk. Why, yeah, why, why 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 would you share that? Why would you share that? Why would you do that? Don't know. I believe just the, an the odd creature, coincidence. The Filipino hmm. creature is called the uh, Mon Mananagal. Uh, it was also adapted into an SCP SCP five two zero one. Hmm. I will. I will. I will post the name of the creature if you want to look it up because I am most likely butchering how you pronounce that. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. Yeah, here it is. It's an old mythical creature in the Philippines that separates from the lower parts of his body, and their fangs and wings give it a vampire-like appearance, similar to the Mexican version. Well, vampires are very. Uh, very common within folklore. Uh, every I feel like every culture has their own version of a blood sucking individual. You know. Yeah. Every everybody has a. Oh, this thing is worse. It has a it has a long proboscis like tongue. It uses to suck the hearts of fetuses out of pregnant women. That's actually kind of metal. <laughs> you know, I remember playing a flash right. game about that. 
That's oddly specific. <clears throat> I just Not heard about, about it on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, this one. Oh, yeah, this one. But the hold on, give me give me two minutes. I actually have to explain Another this flash thing for a second. It was a fucking hotel management flash game, but the backdrop to it was what? a mother whose son had died and her whole family was trying to help her come to terms with it. And she was so lost in the throes of grief. She thinks you, the player, are her living son, who is actually dead, managing this hotel with her. And it's in the Philippines. And each like day, they talk about um, another cryptid of Philippines uh, backstory just to make it creepier. Nothing ever happens with the, uh, with the creatures, of course. But it, I'm remembering this. That was a fucked up Flash game. I need to play it again. That was really fun. That was fucked up. That's fun, actually. Now that I think mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, it was a really fun like management game, but the backdrop was so interesting. The story was great. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that sounds cool though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, yeah. back to cryptids. Oh yeah. You I mean, know, technically, uh, we never stopped, but <laughs> true. We uh, I mean, we we've covered quite a bit of the regional ones, but do you mind if I break out? You know, one of the more well-known ones within the states. Sure. All right, let me let me let me set the scene real quick. Let me just say quiet night in November. You and your partner are taking a quick drive down the town, just enjoying each other's company, getting to know each other a little bit. This town that just so happens to be known as Point Pleasant. Your car seeming to bump across the asphalt. And while you're driving and enjoying each other's company, there's a break in the conversation as you sort of look over your shoulder and peer out the rearview mirror just to see if there's any cars coming your way. And something something weird happens. You see a silhouette sort of dart across the sky, blocking out the moon for just a quick second. And you don't think anything of it. You just think it's a bat or something. And you keep driving, but as this continues, it just keeps on coming. And it's not a bat. This thing is big. No bat would ever be this big. And you keep on driving down and winding throughout the area, just outside of the town known as the TNT Field a site of a former World War II munitions plant, when your headlights finally pick up what you see. A gray creature with wings and glowing red eyes picked up by your car's headlights. It shakes you to your core, and you have to go and report it to the police immediately. And this was the case for two couples. Roger and Linda Scarberry, and Steve and Mary Mallet, who told police about the very first sighting of what we now know as the Mothman. Now, the Mothman is pretty interesting uh, in terms of, like, the, the mythos of cryptid zoology, as it's had many sightings, and surprisingly a lot of sightings that were actually like recorded and put into you know papers and on news and stuff that happened to many many people like this wasn't just like 
two or three folks seeing something. This was something that quite a few people had stumbled across. And during the next few days after this first sighting, other people reported similar, you know, similar sightings. Two volunteer firemen who saw it and said it was a large bird with red eyes. The Mason County Sheriff, George Johnson, commented that he believed the sightings were due to an unusually large heron. He termed a, uh, a sheet poke. I, I probably mispronounced that. Contractor Newell Partridge told Johnson that when he aimed a flashlight at a creature in a nearby field, its eyes glowed like bicycle reflectors. Additionally, he blamed buzzing sounds from his television set and the disappearance of his German Shepherd dog on the creature. Wildlife biologist Robert L. Smith at the West Virginia University told reporters that descriptions and sightings all fit the Sandhill Crane, a large American crane, almost as tall as a man, with a seven-foot wingspan featuring circles of reddish coloring around the eyes. And the bird may have wandered outside of its migration route and therefore was unrecognized at first because it was not native to this region. However, this myth just continued to blossom and sightings continued to happen. And, you know, this grew to a point where it not only was featured as a rogues gallery inclusion into Batman as Killer Moth, as you some, you know, some people might know, especially from Teen Titans. But in the most prominent one was in December 15th, 1967, after the collapse of the Silver Bridge, which resulted in the unfortunate death of 46 people which gave rise to this legend as it was connected to a lot of sightings at Bridge's collapse. And again, there's a lot of reports of this sort of thing that happened. And we have other sightings, including a recent sighting that happened surprisingly also in 2016, uh, which was actually put onto TV of a photo of the Mothman taken by an anonymous man while driving on Route 2 in Mason County. And like, you can actually go look that up and uh, see what it is. Uh, but, you know, of course, people are trying to debunk it. And Sharon A. Hill proposed that the photo was just a bird, perhaps an owl carrying a frog or snake away. But this idea of a mothman was very, very well known. And it's one of the most prominent legends and urban legends of West Virginia. Like, they even have a statue of it, like, on display. And And he's got some thick fucking abs, too. Yeah, this man's built. But the main thing that I want to sort of like bring up is that like in terms of like big cryptids, when you think of like some of the the, the big prominent ones out there, I feel like the Mothman is the one that a lot of people know about. Uh, I, I, I think that it's just, you know, it's one of those weird sort of things that like it doesn't take much to explain. Like it's 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 right in the name. But people really really found this sort of thing very cool and believable and it's gotten to the point where they also help like hold festivals it started in 2002 uh it's a huge tourism thing for the town isn't it like almost all their tourism is just from mothman exactly that's why it's so big and it brings in around like 10 to 12,000 people per year like that statue that i mentioned is about 12 feet uh was created by uh artist and sculptor bob roach and was unveiled in 2003 and there is a Mothman Museum and Research Center opened in 2005. And like it, it happens every third weekend of September. They have guest speakers, vendors. Uh, they have pancake pancake eating contests, which might be something big in West Virginia. 
and uh, hayride tours of the locally notable areas. But like, this is like one of the more well-known cryptids purely because like as a way to get people to Point Pleasant and into West Virginia in particular, they've sort of embraced this like urban legend about this Mothman and it's, it's done pretty well for them. I mean, all things considered, I like, I I'd argue that this is probably one of the most well-known cryptids in, you know, Oh yeah. In the world. Considering it's, it's recent uh, youth, it's, it's youth and it's recent, like, prevalence in pop culture it's huge it's huge compared to that yeah like bigfoot's been around as a reference for hundreds of years yeah i mean sasquatches are something that are very common within uh mythology i mean you got like the yeti um just i mean sasquatches in general but like i i think when you think about like in terms of like urban legends like mothman's really prominently up there it's one of the ones that i really know about um just because I think it's cool. Uh, my my fate. I think it's there was a ribbon that I saw, like a, a ribbon design for like a colossal con many many years ago. Because I'm in the colossal con ribbon designer Discord, and it's it says uh it's it's my favorite ribbon because it just says I met the Mothman and he is a femboy, and I really really like that ribbon. But nice. Like <clears throat> Mothman's very popular. Like even outside of the state of origin. Like compare that to like the other ones where I really didn't. Ha- I didn't even know about any of the other ones that were local to my like my state. So like this was a nice learning experience for me. But the Mothman's huge. Mothman's a very big deal. But I, I feel like there are other ones that are a big deal. I mean, we mentioned Bigfoot, right? Mm-hmm. Which I will talk I, about. Yeah, I mean, you're the one that really wanted to talk about Bigfoot, and uh, you know, I'm very concerned by the way that you wanted to talk about Bigfoot. I gotta talk about Bigfoot. I just gotta. Yeah. The hemorrhoids. The hemorrhoids. The hemorrhoids are there for the taking. (laughs) Can you explain the Bigfoot hemorrhoids? I mean, explain Bigfoot first, and then then talk about this. Alright, that's gonna take a little bit. Alright, so Bigfoot is the American concept of a giant ape-like humanoid creature standing on two legs, very hairy, very tall, very big, very strong, wandering so around Nick. in the North American wilderness. Yeah, imagine Nick. Except imagine a version of Nick that could pick up the current Nick and just <laughs> just just squish him into a ball. Just squish him into a little ball. Thank you, Kai, for posting the uh, the most famous picture of Bigfoot, probably the most famous cryptid thing in existence is that photo Ever. right there. It is, of course, yeah. the Patterson Gimlin film. I think it's, I think they call that frame 352 is what it is. Damn, um, you're real deep in the lore. <laughs> yeah, we're real deep in the, in the Bigfoot. People, frame have, deep. people have spent thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars picking apart the Patterson-Gimlin film, which is, a, you could have a whole podcast literally just on the Patterson-Gimlin footage itself, but, um... <clears throat> I mean, they, they made many series, especially on Animal Planet, like Finding Bigfoot, you know? like Yes, they, there's, there's so many Finding Bigfoots. There's so yeah. many. But, um... There he is. Holy shit. There he is. Holy shit. That's a guy in a suit. But, um... The interesting thing about Bigfoot that I find is... While there's a definite beginning to the word Bigfoot and its usage, it was coined by a newspaper journalist during a guy who was hoaxing Bigfoot, actually. It was a construction crew guy who was wandering around his camp at night wearing these huge 
footprint things to uh, potentially just do a hoax. And people said he was a prankster. And that's where the name Bigfoot came from, because the local paper called it Bigfoot, which was the most striking thing left over by the, uh, the supposed creature, which was, of course, in that case, just a 60 year old guy wearing big wooden footprints in the in the ground. But the interesting thing about that story, and this is a prevailing thing with Bigfoot, is logging crews who this guy was the, the boss of a logging crew. Uh, tends to have the most interactions, potentially the most interactions with logging crews. And the crew of this guy who faked Bigfoot stuff, that crew said that they were unnerved as fuck because something came to their camp in the middle of the night when no one was there and it just chucked 50-pound barrels all over the place. They were literally everywhere when they came back the next morning. And there was no explanation for it. Because while well, the the boss guy tried to say that like oh yeah that was me, um, the thing is you like one guy could not have just tossed those barrels the way that they were chucked around all over the place. It was it was very clear that something had done it. Potentially, maybe, who knows? Uh, I think Bigfoot is fascinating just because of the fact that there is an unfathomable amount of human culture and lore surrounding it. Not just North American Bigfoot, but all the other versions too. I'm sure everybody knows the abominable snowman, uh, the Yeti. Uh, I think there's, there's a Chinese one too called the Yauren. I think can't remember Yauren, gotcha. something like that. There's, there's an Australian one called the Yowie. Yes. The Yowie. That was, that's another one. <laughs> and what I find interesting. An anime convention. Yes. Yes. There's an anime convention of Bigfoot, big feet all around the world. They're all having Yo, fun at our out. expense. I- but uh this what i find interesting about that is every culture the hemorrhoids. on earth yes the hemorrhoids you need the hemorrhoids you need the hemorrhoids right now do you you gotta talk about the hemorrhoids all right there's a man on youtube i will i should send a video after the podcast um damn it he says his name in every video what is it it's, it's a guy who studies bigfoot mk davis that's his name uh here's here's how all of this guy's videos go Hello everyone. MK Davis here. I'm uh I'm gonna talk about uh about Bigfoot here today. Now here we've got the Patterson Gimlin footage and I found something interesting while I was scrolling through it. And this guy is fucking intensely devoted to this. He literally will on camera for five fucking minutes use like Adobe Premiere to block out parts of the image to brighten them and contrast them for the viewer while he's recording. Of course, not with screen capture software with like dark side fill first let's play level, like camera pointed at the screen to show you what's going on. I can see here. If I, uh, if I circle this part, you can, you can see more detail on the mouth here. It's very compelling. And I'm not shitting you. I'm not shitting you. That's a very good impression. Go watch any of MK Davis's videos and you'll see what I mean. But in one of his videos, one of my favorite, oh, oh, one of my favorite YouTube videos of all time. God bless MK Davis. God save MK Davis. He shows you a part of the Patterson Gimlin footage that's often cut off at the end. And he firmly believes that you can see the hemorrhoids of a female Bigfoot in that frame of footage. 
I will I will grab it. I'll grab it at some point while I'm rambling about stuff. But I'm not shitting you when I say he really truly believes that there are hemorrhoids in a frame of the Patterson Gimlet footage that you can show to people. There's an asshole of Bigfoot that you can point to and say, guys, look, there it is. That's where <laughs> Bigfoot's pooper. Oh my God, guys. Uh, it's so funny. And he, he is very well known in the Bigfoot community as like the guy. If you want to have an autistic person examine footage because he obsesses over it. He obsesses I'm a over big it to the fan extreme. Of Bigfoot asshole. Pro yeah, you can see here, Bigfoot's got it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, so, so, yeah, so mm-hmm, I, I mm-hmm, wanted to yeah. read. I found I found the Chinese Bigfoot. It's called a Yaren, and I specifically wanted to read this part of the Wikipedia page because I think it's funny. It says sightings of hairy men. Also, I love that the Maoist government decried the Yaren as being fucking fake propaganda and refused anybody to talk about it because they thought it would scare farmers and impair productivity. That's based. That's very based. But see, that's what I find interesting is that it consistently seems to be like this, this is why, by the way, whether or not I will ultimately ever decide to believe one way or the other on Bigfoot, uh, I don't ever want to see one. I would be shook for life if I ever saw one. Kai wants to see one. Kai really wants I wanna to see, see one. one. Kai really wants I to wanna see one. I want to get footage and be famous. You would die. You would die. I'd be get, fine. Get some big I footage of bet. Bigfoot. I'd be fine. The footage of Bigfoot. Uh, here, I actually, I favorited the video, so for you people here in the call, uh, Sergio, you should tweet this out later at some point, I'm sure. Uh, MK Davis discusses a possible personal problem with the Patterson subject, and uh, I, will, I will zoom ahead to the, the frame that he believes that you can see it, and I'm not shitting you when I say, this is the frame, this blurry fucking blotted out mess. That blanked out yellow arrow that seems to be that pointing. That is the hemorrhoid. That's the that's hemorrhoid. The booty. That's, the, that's booty the booty that's got hole. the hemorrhoids in it. I will say, if you watch the Patterson Gimlin footage, that woman has got some large tits. When you watch the footage, you see you go, man, that's a huge ass fucking hemorrhoid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, dude. But uh. To go and I, I guess I'll I'll uh, I'll, uh Jacob and uh, the other cryptid history lessons that we've had so far. What I find remotely compelling, the only thing I t- I actually find remotely compelling about Bigfoot in general, is the fact that the idea of a Sasquatch esque creature goes back thousands of years in Native American tradition and lore. They didn't just like think of it as a creature. It was part of many of their religious belief structures in the same way that the bear and the eagle and the rabbit were. I mean, they really thought this was a a fascinating idea of a big, hairy creature man thing in the woods. And what compels me in this aspect of their belief structure is that they don't have a creation myth for the Bigfoot. The Bigfoot has just always been there. And contrary to what you might expect, Bigfoot, they don't think Bigfoot is like a druid. 
they don't think Bigfoot is like a man crossed with a bear. Even if their words call it like man bear, big, uh, they always think of it as just its own creature, its own thing that has just always been there. And the most Weird. disturbing thing that I find of all about it is there's one like account from Native Americans, which Native Americans all across the USA believed in it. That's that's another thing that I find weird is from the tip of Florida all the way up to like fucking Montana. There are tribes that know about big hairy thing in the woods. That's not a bear. Contrary to what a YouTube commenter once tried to suggest to me was that <laughs> I'll spend 30 seconds on this. Somebody said, well, obviously the Native Americans were stupid backwater woods people. And it was a guy wearing a dead bear skin. And that's what scared them into thinking Bigfoot was real. Oh, God. Yeah. Somebody somebody said that. I'll have to. Maybe I'll fish out the comment. That's at some horrible. Point. I think that's just really funny to me, too. Like, imagine, Jacob, imagine if you just showed up at my house wearing like a bear skin. I was like, yeah, Jesus Christ, Bigfoot. Jesus Christ. It's fucking barefoot. Get the shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the most compelling thing of all that I find from a na- from any Native American account is mm-hmm. is that their physical description of it actually includes what the shape of the of the head of their idea of Bigfoot was, and the head that this tribe described has a particular characteristic that we know of now is highly indicative of a massive primate with huge biting power, and that is the sagittal crest. You see it in male gorillas quite a lot. They have that big, like, cone head protrusion. Who you call a pinhead kind of, like, shape on the top of their head? Yeah. And the Native American tribe described that on the top of this creature's head. What I find compelling about that is that fucking Western scientists and artists didn't capture that aspect of gorillas. For many years, they didn't actually, like, think that was important. They thought it was just, oh, big, dumb, fucking ape, whatever. Draw it. And they drew they draw it with, like, a human skull. They, they would draw male gorillas with human skulls and human-headed, human-shaped heads. And even, this is an interesting thing about the Patterson-Gimlin film. The Patterson-Gimlin guys, uh, he, was, he was way into Bigfoot, uh, Patterson was. And he actually sketched up a female Bigfoot a few weeks before they they made the famous footage. But what I find compelling about the Sagittal Crest idea is his artist's rendition of Bigfoot didn't have the Sagittal Crest. It was just like flat-domed head woman, just like a normal human. The Sagittal Crest, I find, the only thing that is remotely compelling. Otherwise, it's just Bigfoot hemorrhoids all the way down. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Yes. Also, the fact yeah, that I like to believe in so- I'd like to think that there's something interesting out in the woods, but I also don't want to believe that there's something big enough to just grab me and chuck me around. That's fair. That's very fair. What are your I thoughts? I think it's safe. Yes. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm one of the people that like I kind of like I kind of believe in like mm. I just accept the fact that they exist, even if they if they don't, because in the in the event that they do exist, it won't surprise me and it keeps my anxiety low. That's that's sort of where I'm going to be. It's just like, do I do I think that they exist? Yeah. 
yeah, they're, they're out there. I think he's I, real, and I want to fight him. I think he's real, and him. I feel like... I, yeah, uh, but, like, there's... I, I, I think that, like, it's in that weird stance of, like, again, like, cryptids and mysteries. It's just, like, it's sort of that one thing to sort of add a little bit more intrigue to the unknown. Like, it's it's one thing to just be like, yeah, there's, like, bears and shit in that forest. It's another thing to be like, we could go explore there because Bigfoot might be there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I think it's just interesting. Like, I, I just like the idea of, like, even if it's not, like, real, just, like, the, the stories that people share about these things. I just find it to be interesting, but that's it's more of a personal thing. I, I, I like uh, I like listening to the stories. I like hearing people out, and I am a huge fan of cool creatures. Mm-hmm. That's fair. And of course, Sergio, man of science, dares not entertain the idea. No, I, I do not entertain the idea of Bigfoot. I, 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 I don't believe that there's an offspring of... Uh, uh, like there's another like member of Homo or another hominid around because we fucked and murdered all of the rest of them out of existence. So, you know. Yeah. Well, that we know of. My thoughts as a as another man of science and also a man of the great outdoors who's been, you know, mountain climbing in various areas. Um. My opinion is I don't know if there's necessarily a Bigfoot, but I think there's predators out there that we don't know about. I mean, I I, I also, well, I, I couldn't tell you about, like, apes in North America to say, like, oh, maybe there's, like, another, like, great ape variant that's in America, but I don't know. He doesn't, Bigfoot doesn't line up with, like, new, like, like, like the new world monkeys we have today. I mean, I guess if he looked more like 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 New World monkeys, then like maybe I'd I'd entertain the idea. But no, I don't. Um, I, I think I... if he was one hundred percent confirmed real, I think we would have known about him. Um, I one one on the one note I'll give you there one little um slam dunk dab, if you will. Uh, Gigantopithecus is a real ape that we know of. Yes, I, nope. I do know about Gigantopithecus. I just read up about him on the Yaren page, but. I don't think Gigantopithecus was found in America. It 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 was in North America at some point. It was yeah. it was in the New World. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the the other thing to to consider about that is North America had a lot of gigantism. Things here are just bigger than they are in the rest of the world. For some reason, for some godforsaken reason, everything here is just bigger. Bears are bigger. Horses were bigger. Bison. Bison. By the way, this is this is a small thing. Bison are fucking cryptids. Bison are insane they demon are. beasts. They, 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 they bison meat is so the one, good. The one thing I'll say about Gigantopithecus is that it was it, it's it's the ancestor of an orangutan. So I feel like if Bigfoot was more like like if Bigfoot is a Gigantopithecus like offshoot, I think I think it would probably look more like an orangutan instead of just like oh I guess hairy dude. Uh, right, well, believe it or not, that's what people people tend to say. The, uh, People describe it like that rather than like yeah, a long gorilla. shaggy hair. People say it's an orangutan. What was that, Michael? Uh, I'm trying to remember the the actual word. I think the word for it is uh, clamber, clambering. Uh, something that's very specific to orangutans and to um, the oh, you mean like gibbons. how they move? Yeah, they have the very yeah. long arms. Um, 
I forget the exact the exact name of it, but the way that they if, if you've seen what an orangutan move or a gibbon move, they I like sort gibbons. of like swing back and forth through like through the trees around. with like their arms. I love yeah. gibbons. Gibbons are funny guys, but that that's I, I feel like if it were to be an offshoot of that, um I guess it would probably be a nature thing, but like if it's let's say it exists specifically in California, you know, where redwoods are and stuff like that. I feel like it makes sense for it to have a bit more of that sort of uh, elongated arms and staying above, uh, the, you know, the ground and such. Or maybe it evolved more to uh, to the ground, and that's why its arms aren't the same length as an orangutan. But there's other there's there's many possibilities. I I'm not trying to defend one way or the other. I think it's just cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it, like, it's it's very possible that something of that could have independently evolved to, you know, stand up on two legs. But just basing it off of like the like that footage and how I've seen like Bigfoot depicted where it just kind of feels like a humanoid ape man. I just don't like. I don't know. I don't believe it. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. One thing what scares me is if Bigfoot is real like like if it is actually real we still haven't captured footage of it somehow we still don't have definitive evidence of it it's not an ape it's a primitive human creature at that point because it would be so intelligent and so capable of communicating fear of humans to other members of its species it would really realistically not be an ape unless you counted us as just apes because it would be wildly intelligent it would be as intelligent as we are maybe more geared towards short-term survival mentally but that's pretty pretty impossible to imagine i the idea of what a bigfoot-esque creature would see in the world is scary to me in general because i'm sure you guys have heard of a of chimps and how they can do short-term memory games like blitzingly fast compared to humans are and they just trounce us entirely They're horrible. Chimps they're, are horrible. They're terrifying things. I, it's just, it's, yeah, I, I don't know. I think I'm in that sort of camp where it's like, if they're real, that's cool. Um, mm-hmm. That's awesome, man. Whatever. Um, do I want to meet one? Not really. Mm-hmm. Would I like to see footage of one? Sure. That sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Like at, at mm-hmm. that point to me, it's like, if it's, if it's a mystery that we haven't seen, that's kind of where it should probably stay. But I don't know. I, I think cryptids are cool. Cryptids are like the... I like to... I think just to sort of wrap things up, because we've been discussing for about an hour and a half now. I think to mm-hmm. wrap things up, I like to think of cryptids as sort of like the... Uh, like, like I mean, they're folklore, but like, they're, they're ghost stories minus the, like, the spook. It's more of just like, yeah, this the creature might exist. And the, the entire like sort of creepiness is just... It's an oddity. Like, that's about it. It's well, a creepy talk about the story. I think it depends yeah. on the cryptid too, because there's a lot of like, like things like the Jersey Devil and El Chupacabra are definitely scary. Wendigos right. are definitely scary. So then there's like uh, the 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 red dwarf. He's just like, yeah, I'm a I'm a little guy. Or the frog man. Or the frog man. Yeah. Also, I, I don't know. I... Go ahead. Sorry. I just wanted to say, because I went on the Wikipedia page for for hominins. I don't know why. I'll post it in reference photos. But this image is just really funny to me. Because the caption is like, the eight surviving members of the hominin family. And it's just funny because it's just like, it's like humans. And then it's just like, these are our dumber furry cousins. You can tell that we're all related. But I just think it's like, just really funny. 
I'd imagine mm-hmm. if there was like an alien species that was like lizard men, the top picture would be like the lizard men, and then you just have like iguanas. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, I as I was saying, because um, that is funny though. <laughs> the uh, I, I I like cryptids more so for the fact that like it's at least like when you're like hearing about it, it's not as spooky as like other ghost stories are. It's just sort of like uh it's one of those things that like your friend would tell you and you'd be like yeah sure whatever buddy but like you know there's a lot of people like you know find truth of them or enjoy them enough to where like they kind of stick around for a little longer or are part of like you know the culture of that sort of area and I, I think that's just you know i think that's cool I, I think cryptids deserve a little bit more love uh more than they already do but i you know i i would just want to rock some socks that say mothman is a femboy Go ahead. Nobody's stopping you. Exactly. Yeah, I I, I had fun doing this. I like oh, yeah. talking about other things. Like I don't mind. I don't mind the reading and stuff. But I just like I just like chilling out, hanging with the homies, uh, just sharing stories here and there, and just sort of bouncing off of each other about this sort of thing. Yeah, I mean it's it's a great great amount of fun to talk about stuff like the cryptids. We should do more of these. Oh hell yeah. Finally, so you want to discuss? I guess this could fall under "so you want to know." Maybe technically, we are we are we are teaching each other about cryptids. So you no, want to know about cryptids? So you wake up in the morning feeling like you, P. Look P. like P. And you hear your dog barking up a storm <laughs> by a strange, unexplained creature jerking off in front of your car. Now you have to live with the possibility that your car has been a long relationship with something you only considered a myth. Yeah, that's I. I mean, either either I think either title works, honestly. But I mean, I, I think that this could be a, a fun sort of thing that we can sort of do every now and then, just sort of have a little discussion about a topic and just, just a little unscripted, just chill and talk about stuff that we think is interesting. I think I agree. And to end off our note, I'll make a, a small note on Dogman before we go. Just the tiniest uh, of notes. Um, I'm sorry. Man. I'm sorry, Dogman fans. Um, I'm about to dab on dog you real man hard. Stands. I'm sorry, Dogman fans. I'm about to dab on you real hard. All right. <clears throat> Maybe Sergio can tweet these images out. But here we've got a picture of dog of, of an artist rendition of Dogman and Bigfoot. Uh, Jacob, don't come. I know Bigfoot's naked there, but don't come. <laughs> Wait a minute. I know what that. I I know that Bigfoot image. That Bigfoot image is from fucking Zoo Tycoon. I'm pretty sure. Is it? Is I'm it? pretty sure that's from Zoom. That's hilarious. It, it Damn. might be. Damn. Hold on, give me a second. Anyways, you, the, you continue on the dogman photo is like like a stereotypical dogman idea, sort of muscular forearms, the same way a human has them. The hands are sort of stuck right in front of him, and the dog-like head, of course. And I'll then I'll send in another one here of another artist rendition of both. Uh, we've got Dogman in kind of like this kung fu fucking stance or something. I don't, I don't know what he was going for here, but uh, Dogman's like ready to fucking throw down. And then you've got Bigfoot just standing in a corner as a as a sculpture that somebody made. And here's my last one. The thing, mm-hmm. uh, it is not from Zoo Tycoon. This is the actual render from Zoo Tycoon. <laughs> <laughs> this is a game from like, 2004, uh, like mind you. Oh my god, Fat Thor. <laughs> Don't tell me that games from 2004 are old ass because I still play Ratchet and Clank 1. Dude, I play Zoo Tycoon normally anyways. Alright, now we've got the last Dogman image I'm going to show you before I'm about to blow your fucking mind, right? So, again, forearms 
out in front, kind of limb wrists hanging limply, uh, sharp ears. Looks very gay. Looks kind of gay, you know? And you know what else is gay? Is a bear standing in the water in the same clothes <laughs> as Dogman. It's just a fucking a bear. I mean, bears I can standing see in general. Bears, bears are dog-like. Bears are dog-like. Are bears from a similar family as dogs? Kind of. Mm, they're they're or at distant. Least like the distant cousins, roughly. <laughs> Right. Yes. All right, so They're distant are... cousins. There was a fusion a really long time ago that's mm-hmm. like kind of bear-like and dog-like, but they're oh, not the around. Dare. All right, so you guys, you guys are picking up on I'm putting down though, right? The limp wrists, yeah. the forearms. Yeah. All right, now I'm about to blow your fucking attitude. mind. I'm about to blow your I, fucking my, mind. My mind's been blown Look more at than my this. Dick. If you saw that at three in the morning, two bears just standing upright like that, what the fuck would I you do myself. at three in the morning? I would shit probably myself. shit myself, yeah. Yeah, I'd shit myself. <laughs> okay. I'm not dealing with that shit. Get the fuck out of here. Anyways, my uh, my my dab on Dogman is if you're going to say Bigfoot's a bear, Dogman is also a bear. Get, Dogman's get more of a bear than Bigfoot. Dogman's definitely more of so a... They're, I can all, see bears. they're all bears. The they're all bears. bears. They're all bears. Bigfoot's a bear. Melonhead's a Frogman. Mothman. Nessie. I, I think we, new shirt, we finally have it. New shirt idea. It's just they're all bears. It's bears all the way down. To <laughs> draw a bunch of cryptids, including the frogman, just put they're all bears. Bigfoot, bear. underline frogman, all bear. Frogman, bear. Lost nest, Loch Ness monster, bear. Mothman, bear. The Ropen, bear. Yeah, there we go. There's our answer. Oh, that that was fun. I I think that I I want to do more study of cryptid, but I am thoroughly backed up on watching Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated. So I I should probably get to that so I can be back on schedule. All right, you do that, honey. I okay. Thanks, do babe. love the audience today. Oh, you wow. do. Well, that's I changed my mind. That's I don't. huge. <clears throat> I think they should die. <laughs> What the fuck, guys? I will protect the audience <laughs> I from you. Them. I would not go that far. I just don't love them right now. They know what they did. I love them. Sergio, where do you stand? Do you stand on your own two feet I like the dog man? I always love the audience. I never stop loving the audience. <laughs> Majority rules. Wow. Damn. We'll get them next time, Jake. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. I'll have my gun next time. <laughs> Yikes. Your dog End the recording. Gun. End the recording. Once I love you. <laughs> <laughs>